Hello world and welcome back to Tea Time. We are four friends with very opinionated thoughts about anything and everything. So grab a snack, relax, and we will provide you the tea. On today's episode, we'll be talking about some pop culture news and reading some crazy Reddit stories. Let's give our listeners some tea to sip on. Be careful, it's hot. Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of Be Careful, It's Hot. Um, This week, we're going to have Richie share with us some pop culture stories that have been really popping in the media recently, and then I pulled some more Reddit posts for us to react to and discuss. So Richie, you want to take it away? So we'll start off easy because some of these stories are just very questionable. So I don't know how many of you have actually seen uh, Blackest Kingdom yet. You never lose, we are winners. I'll be the roots, you'll be the tree. That's on the fruit that was given to me. Legacy. Uh, we're part of something way bigger. But Beyonce released this visual album that went along with some of the music she released from Lion King. It's like an 85 minute film that was written and directed and produced by Beyonce herself and it was released on Disney Plus. And literally the whole thing is like a visual, musical, dance, like everything. It's just like a complete immersion into like this Africa, African culture as well as like a lot of pop culture and like American black culture being mixed into it. So that was a really interesting um, film. Have y'all seen it? Yeah, it was really strong. And like, I think it's exactly what we needed today. Like it fits so well with the current situations. I currently have not seen it. I'm very behind with shows and everything, but it's been on my list. I'm really excited to watch it. Listen, it was really cool because it kind of, it's kind of a story of like this like African boy being like raised up through um, like things happening around him and it kind of also followed along with like the Lion King story and she incorporated some of the Lion King um, dialogue that she filmed into it so it was really good like it was just visually nice to watch plus her music uh, and it was also cool to see a lot of like the costumes the background the backup dancers like all of the things were led by African-Americans. So it was definitely really cool to see that. Next on pop culture is Taylor Swift's bomb ass album, Folklore. I never needed anything more or whispers of are you sure? Never have I ever before, but I can see us lost in the memory. Oh my gosh, I loved it. I was totally not expecting the album to come out. I am a Taylor Swift fan, so I always love her music. I feel like I'm more into her deep tracks, less poppy type songs. So honestly, when I heard Folklore, I was so excited. Um, All of the tracks are really good. I definitely have some favorites, but I really like all the storytelling she was doing. And I 
I think it's just amazing that she filmed the whole thing <laughs> during quarantine. Meanwhile, the rest of us did not accomplish nearly as much as she did. So I haven't heard this album, but mm-hmm. is it talking about her exes again? Actually, it's really interesting what she did with that album. I think, Joanne, do you want to speak to it? Because I know you're, you're a fan, so I feel like you would do a good job describing it. Yeah, so she said that she was really inspired by... I guess like her mind was feeling really creative, so she started envisioning a lot of different characters and a lot of different stories. Um, So most of the songs are actually not in her point of view. Like for example, she said that there are three songs that are kind of a love triangle. It's a little bit of a debate about which songs there are, but there's one called Betty, which seems to be in the eyes of someone who cheated on Betty and basically said like, I'm sorry, I'm willing to like make things up. Like that was the worst thing I ever did. And then it references, in the lyrics it references Cardigan and Cardigan is her main single about this girl. And she kind of was talking about this guy who like tried to have it all and like always said that she was his favorite, Um, but you know, it didn't work out because she was just kind of like, I, I think he cheated on her. And then there's another song called August, which seems to be in the point of view of the girl he cheated with. So it's really cool to see all the different storytelling parts. There was also like the last Amer- Great American Dynasty, which I think is about the person that owned her Rhode Island mansion before her. Um, there are some songs about her relationships I think and I think there might be one or two referencing like the Kanye West or the Scott Borchetta Scooter Braun drama but in general I feel like there are some about her there's some about her current boyfriend I think and they're usually they're pretty happy they're just kind of like I found my person which is like really sweet um and then there's some more dramatic songs that are kind of left open to interpretation yeah so the whole album is literally such a mood It sounds very different from the work she's done in the past. I am not even a huge Taylor Swift fan, and I saw the album come out, and I was like, hmm, everyone was talking about it, so I was like, let me give it a try. Listen, Rajvi, this is, like, it is such a mood. Like, it's so different. The vibe of it is so, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just so much more organic than any of her other songs. I'm sure she has really great songs in her other albums. I just haven't heard something like this before. I appreciated it. I liked it. Yo, quarantine did her well. Quarantine did her well because she released it in 24 hours. She literally was like, hey, I'm dropping this Friday, by the way. And everyone was like, wait, what? Because she literally released her other album last year, I think. And she was supposed to tour for it this summer for Lover. But obviously with COVID and everything, that never happened. So she definitely threw all her creative juices into this. So... That was a really good outcome. Yeah, she released Lover, I want to say, late August of last year. And that had been after like two or three years of her um, waiting to record an album. And normally I feel like she does wait two to three years and she kind of follows this cycle. And she's really big on social media hints and like Easter eggs in her song. So that's something she really likes doing with her fans is trying to make everyone keep guessing Um, But with this album, there really was nothing. There was an Instagram post in late April where she was just like, she kind of said like nothing much is going on. And when I saw that post, I was a little suspicious because I was like, that's not really a Taylor thing to be doing. I feel like she's always doing something. And that same day, 
she had, I think, started recording for this album. So, but basically no one was expecting it. But I think all of it was basically recorded April, May, June, and then it was released end of July. So it's amazing. She even directed the Cardigan music video and like basically designed everything. It was, it's it's such a mood. It's so pretty. I loved it. I guess 10 out of 10. I feel like if quarantine didn't happen and COVID didn't happen, we definitely would have not gotten this album as soon as we did. I don't think she would have anticipated releasing it so soon. But I'm glad she did. And then moving on to her next headline. Um, I don't know if y'all heard, Miss Cardi B has released some music with Megan Thee Stallion. Um, what? It's actually debuted number one the first week, so based on streams. So it's already top Billboard Hottest 100 and everything. Um, Have y'all heard the song? I have, because I heard about the controversy with Kylie Jenner in the music video. So I was really curious. I was like, what is this song and why is everyone talking about it? Honestly, it's really catchy. Super catchy. It is a bop. It is a moment. Like, we love to see this. Like, it's sad because I feel like if the clubs were open and if, like, life was normal, people would be throwing down to the song. Like, like the song is, like, just a bop. But it was, I feel, like, unexpected to see Kylie in there. I was, like, kind of confused, number one, why she was there. But at the same time, I wasn't that bothered. But some people were so bothered by her presence there. See, I feel like they put her in because they knew that, you know, she is attractive. Um, And also they knew that she would cause that controversy. Like anytime you put a Kardashian in anything, like it's going to get views. It's going to get attention. I think they were really smart in putting her in. Like even though her point in the music video was so stupid, like she was literally just walking. Like she didn't even sing or anything. Like it was so useless. But they did it to get attention. Like they wanted all of this reactions because like now it's trending everywhere. Now it's debuting number one. Like they're much smarter than we think. I definitely agree. It was definitely a business move because... There's no reason really for Kylie to be there because like, I mean, she doesn't do anything in terms of music. Also, I know Norman, I think was in there and they had, I think some other people in there as well. So uh, their presence was justified because I guess there were musicians and like somewhat related, but like she was just kind of random. So it's definitely to get those clicks and views, so. On the generational side of TikTok, um, there's this trend going around where like the youngins make their grandparents listen to this song and their reactions are priceless like some of them are just outwardly outraged and some of them like catch on and start dancing it's so weird to see how this plays out right it's so weird because some people are so chill and they're like yes get it because like the dancing is like a lot of like twerking and like throwing it back and like a lot of suggestive movement but honestly like I think it's like whatever like I don't think it's that deep especially 
uh, with songs, especially in rap music, that are so like hypersexualized in terms of like from the male perspective. Like, I don't see a problem with the song, you know? No, for a fact. But talking about Kardashians, are we for Kanye 2020 for president? Listen, no, I am not. No, that is not a mood. Listen, we are not having some crazy crackpot ass head like person in the White House. Like we already have one. Like, does anyone want to repeat of that? I'm good. I am absolutely not for it. I think that it'd be so stupid to have him there. He doesn't, he won't contribute anything. He doesn't know anything about the country. I think he's just going through a mental I just, I think it's funny how his wife keeps defending him. But like, if he's bipolar and things are happening, how can you keep defending this? Like, shut him up and sit him down. Right. Like, I don't understand, like, her justification. She keeps, like, coming back and she's like, he's mentally ill. Like, please don't listen to him. Like, I hope you know this man has a huge platform and, like, has reached to millions of people. So for you to just get up there and be like, oh, just don't listen to him. Girl, that's not enough. Go sit your husband down. Like, that, like do something about that. But if you want to do anything, like, have him not, not like, run for Senate, but donate to a cause or like start you know start a committee that he believes in like do something smaller you can get involved without having to host the seat of the president no actually that's actually a really good point like if you're so passionate get passionate about a cause and like create like some foundation based off of it that's actually good. so going back to WAP I just feel like it was a really great thing to see and that I think it really highlighted like women's sexual liberation I think that a lot of times in society, there's never really a focus on like women's pleasure and like women's desire and like women being able to really enjoy sex. It's always just like women are sex objects to be enjoyed by men. And it's always focused on hypersexualizing women for men's enjoyment and entertainment. But in this song, even though it was like super graphic and it is a lot for a lot of people, I think that it's nice in that like we're finally seeing like women taking charge of their sexuality and they're in the media being like, look, I can enjoy sex. Like you're going to enjoy this. Like I'm in charge. This is me. And I really liked that. It's just, I think that's a message that we really need to start promoting in society to keep it less focused on men and more focused on women too. And, and everyone, honestly. I agree. I think we don't see enough of it. Like, at least enough representation. So this was, like, a really good way to get out a message. I agree. Yeah, I think we, especially in music, like, it's taboo still to hear um, this perspective of, like, sexualization. Versus if it was, like, Lollipop by Lil Wayne, everyone would be, like, okay with it. Which, like, if you think about it, is, like, just as a... It's just as, you know, like, sexual and derogatory of a song. But... I think that also it was weird to see on TikTok. Like I remember when Rajiv brought up the reaction thing, there was also this whole thing on TikTok where um, people would show like their conservative family, like the Republican family, like, oh, I'm listening to this song. So there's this like weird movement now and like this Republican base to not like this song. And Meg Thee Stallion actually addressed it in her Instagram live, like, recently. She was like, I don't understand why a whole political party is offended by this song. Because it has nothing to do with politics or anything. Like, she was like, I don't know if y'all haven't been around wet-ass pussies or something, but, like, y'all need to, like, reevaluate your life because I don't know why y'all are upset about this. Like, it was just strange to see, like, 
why political opinions and like affiliations got brought into this. Wait, okay, jumping off of that, do you guys know Ben Shapiro? Girl, ugh, trash. So my brother apparently told me that Ben Shapiro was reacting to the song, and he was like, I don't know why it's WAP. It's not even supposed to be wet. My wife is a doctor, (laughs) and she said that, like, she's always dry, and it's, like, a medical thing, and that's completely normal, so I don't understand why there's all this hype. And then everyone in the comments was just like, dude, did you just own yourself? Like, it's not supposed to be dry. I don't understand. Oh, my God. Listen, it was... As soon as the interview was done, he became a meme because people were like, "He did." <laughs> people started making fun of him so hard. Like all like Buzzfeed and not Buzzfeed, but like um like related posts and things, mm-hmm. everyone blew up. Like my entire Instagram story was like people making fun of this man, and I was like, "Just keep <laughs> your business to yourself. Ain't nobody gotta right. know." Exactly. Like if you don't like the song, just say I don't like the song and move on. We don't we don't need to know about your wife's dry ass pussy. Okay, no, like, listen. Th- this <laughs> this is like a prime example of how the people who are making the judgment calls in the White House and places of power don't know anything about a woman's body. T period. Like you are not allowed to make a judgment call about my body because clearly you don't know how it functions and every person is different. I think also in general, it kind of just reminds me of the people who are the loudest online, they just feel entitled to share every thought in their head with the internet. And for me, it's like, I don't remember asking, did anyone ask if you didn't like the song? Like people will be commenting on Facebook and stuff like, I don't like this, or this is dumb. And it's like, okay, um, Jennifer, did I go up to you, go up to your house and say, Jennifer, did you like the song? No. So why do you feel like you need to comment? Okay, it's so stupid. I hate it. No, but you're, you're, every person is allowed to comment, right? Every person is entitled to their opinion. But what is the purpose of kind of knocking down someone else's opinion to make your opinion sound better? It's still an opinion. Ain't nobody care what you think. Right. But then it's also like when you're a kid, you know how they say like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Like, it's kind of just like, well, why did you have to? Does it does it make you sleep better at night knowing that you posted a nasty comment online? Like you're allowed to have the opinion, but do you need to just blast them and make them feel bad? I don't think so. It's a sad time. Sad, sad time. It really is. Because like, number one, going back to Ben Shapiro, like you are a political pundit. Why are you talking about pop culture? The fuck? Like, why are you talking about last pussy? The fuck? You ta- go back to talking about, I don't know, like, I don't know, the NRA and, like, all the shit y'all, meet, like, talk about. Like, it makes no sense. Like, I think more now than ever, I feel like p- politics have no boundaries. Like, it is brought into every aspect of our life. And it's like, this has nothing to do with politics. This is a song. Stick to what you know. Stick to what you know. Exactly. Stick to what you know. And we'll be fine. Now look who looks dumb. You do, Ben, because your wife has dry pussy. And now now we all have to know this. Thank you. Right. But if you want to get really deep into, like, academia and stuff, hasn't the woman's body and the body in general always been a topic of politics? But that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other conversation. But can we imagine her embarrassment? Like, I think her name is Moore. 
Like, imagine what she's going through by the public knowing that she has this condition. And it's a medical condition, y'all. Like, it's not just something that happens. It's a medical condition. So how can you just blurt it out about someone that you love and then have her go through this because you decided that you wanted a political career that you can no longer back up. You know what? I actually never thought about that because like I, like I saw the clip and I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. But I never thought about the repercussions on her end because like, did he get her consent to say that? Because like, that's a medical condition. Like, that's terrible. Oh my God. Now I feel bad for her. I also just think it's a little concerning that she's a doctor and she's totally fine with it being dry. Like, you, what? She didn't learn that in medical school? It doesn't need to be dry. Like, why does she think it's normal? I don't know. Things are just very hard to fix, right? Like, it's just, like, it's how your body reacts to certain things and, like, medication and this and that. So, like, if it's something that she's been battling with for a long time, like, more power to her. But, again, it was not her husband's, like, information to tell the world, especially on the platform that he's at. Because, clearly, you just look like a dumbass and you ruined your entire family. Oh, so I need to clarify. Basically, I don't know if she has a condition, but, basically, she's – apparently, the the wife had said, like, if you have it so wet, you probably have bacterial vaginosis, a yeast infection, or trichomoniasis. And, like, basically, I think was trying to say the default is dry. Like, I don't think she actually has a condition. I don't know. Either way, it's just, it's one more thing to put on women when all Cardi was trying to do was make it better. Cardi just said, I want to make a, a song about my pussy. And... that's it who knew it would cause all this the kardashians in there she definitely knew what she was doing but this like on a political platform like come on y'all let's grow up i agree i think it was definitely her intention to hype it up but also not to like get political like i don't think her intentions were anywhere near there but moving on to another topic another hot topic um i don't know if y'all have seen in the news jake paul's house got raided by the fbi on August 5th in Calabasas there was a big raid done and it was an investigation into criminal acts and other allegations that have been made and basically they came in just like searched his house and he had some uh, illegal weaponry allegedly and basically this was all caused and started and all snowballed from when he had looted during when the Black Lives Matter movement was going on. There were some protests happening and like he took advantage of that and like went and looted some stores with some other people and he thought it would be cool to vlog all of it. But he got arrested or he got in trouble for that and arrested. So the FBI started investigating from that, from the Arizona looting situation. So it was all tied into that. So yeah, just another shitty story coming out about jake paul like we've not had enough of those already we're not surprised honestly good riddance the same like if he's not canceled after this like i don't know like what it'll take here's the thing is anyone ever really getting canceled no like they get shit on for like a month or two but in the end they bounce back harder and they actually may end up even getting more subscribers like i've yet to see people that have been like fully canceled other than maybe like Harvey Weinstein. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely that was the bad. Worst. That was the bad of the. That was definitely bad. But 
definitely Jake Paul is not worried about it like at all because apparently TMZ caught him walking his dog with Tana Mojo, which is his fake wife, also his ex-girlfriend, which is allegedly also fake, but they're friends, question mark. That's a whole nother situation. But apparently they're just taking some time off from YouTube and just chilling apparently because they get they got photographed together and stuff. So he seems to not care about anything right now. Um, okay. Next. <laughs> next, next story is about Ellen DeGeneres and how people came forward about um, her being a terrible host, apparently, and her creating a work environment that's similar to the devil's wear, the devil wears Prada. So a woman claimed that the Ellen show, the whole workplace was very toxic and that it was there was a lot of microaggressions made toward them and there was a lot of racism behind the scenes and also a lot of just it was just not a good work environment behind the scenes but all in front of the camera it was all rosy and peachy and nice because obviously ellen's whole message is to be kind and all of this but behind the scenes she's like notably um said to be very demanding and um extra so a lot of these ex Ellen DeGeneres show people are coming out and talking about this but then on the other hand a bunch of celebrities came out and they're like we've never been mistreated like Katy Perry came out Ashton Kutcher and like a bunch of other people were like I've never had a bad experience on the show and blah 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 and then that created a whole nother uproar because they were like shut the fuck up and let the staffers and employees have their moment to speak because you as celebrities do not know what these staffers and employees are going through because you're just guests. You're not seeing what's actually going on. So thoughts? Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I think that the celebrities, of course, they're going to be treated nice and they're going to be getting the VIP appear- appearance because Ellen's going to want to suck up and she wants to have all these friends. She wants to be known as like this powerful influencer with like all these celebrities so, of course, she's going to treat them fine. I'm not surprised at all that they're like, oh, yeah, we had great experiences. I feel bad for these workers because it's like school, right? From the outside, everything looks great. And it's like, oh, like everything looks like High School Musical where everything is like phenomenal and you don't have to worry about anything. But once you go in and the entire world is like turned on its head, you realize that, okay, is this really for me? Like, should I really be doing this? Like, anything I say or do can cause... A disturbance like everything turns and it's not fair to judge anything by its cover right so for someone to stick up and say well for the 10 minutes that I was there everything was great well yeah not shit yeah I agree because like uh, like who knows what's like going on behind the scenes in terms of like the workload what the work environment is like and it probably sucks because a lot of young people go into those shit like I've seen like there's interns there and they're relatively young, so they're probably scared that, like, you know, speaking up and, like, losing their position because, like, it's a prestigious spot in terms of entertainment to be in. And, like, you know, you don't want to have this reputation behind you, especially young in your career, being like, oh, they, like, are bad worker or something like that. So it's tough. Yeah, I think Ellen is was definitely and she probably still is a powerhouse in the industry. Like she was like a really highly rated talk show host. She knows everyone. So to even get a spot on that show was probably highly coveted. I'm sure there's so many people applying. I'm sure it's hard to really try to get on other shows. 
So I feel like there's this pressure of just like, oh, I just need to suck it up because like I need to just like get somewhere in the industry and then I don't have to worry. Like I think a lot of times these like lower level employees, like they they're young. They don't know like what is acceptable for them to be treated as. And they're terrified of potentially going against Ellen because Ellen could maybe blacklist them against any other job in the industry. It's really scary. So I'm not surprised at all that it took so long for these allegations to come out. There are so many like rumors going around about like what Ellen likes and what she doesn't like. So I was reading Snapchat stories. Is that what they are? The little informationals, whatever. Yeah. The Snapchat news stories. News stories, yeah. So one of them was like, she has a really sensitive nose, so anytime you go and talk to her, you have to be chewing gum. (laughs) Like, what? Like, if it's not true, somebody did a great job at being creative. If it is true, like, how? (laughs) Am I never supposed to talk to her? Like, what if I don't own gum? What? (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, it's, it's strange because like more and more stories keep coming out being like oh she's very demanding and blah 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 but then like I think the biggest um, thing that came out of this whole thing was Ellen herself said she wasn't aware of the work environment and the work culture and how it was promoting this toxic these toxic behaviors so there's a lot of confusion because these staffers are coming forward saying like I've severed X, Y, and Z because of her. But at the same time, she's saying, like, I've, she had no idea this was all going on. So do we put the blame on her? She's accepted the blame for the most part, but she did say that she wasn't aware of it at the time. I don't even know who to cite with because I feel like if I support the workers, it's like I can, anyone can say trash and not back it up. Right, I can spew as much as I want, especially because in this time, like if they ask for it, she's gonna give it. Like she's under so much scrutiny right now that if I say that she's not paying me what I deserve, she's gonna pay me what I deserve. But am I worthy? Do I really deserve that? It just kind of goes back to the question of like who's really telling the truth and how do we validate who's telling the truth? I think also. We have to think about the people that first brought these allegations to light, because I'm sure that was really nerve-wracking, right? Because they weren't sure if they would just be blamed. They weren't sure if Ellen was just going to shove it under the rug. I think I have a tendency to believe all of them, just because there are so many people. And there are actually some celebrities that said they've had like really bad interactions with her. Um, And I feel like I've even watched some interviews she's had with certain celebrities, like with Dakota Johnson, for example, where Ellen was kind of snarky and kind of mean and she to me I'm I wasn't too surprised to hear all the rumors like it didn't really seem beneath her I mean like I wasn't there so I can't fully say who was right but I have a tendency just to believe all the workers because I'm sure it was it was really hard for them to come out and share all of this no fact fact and I I completely agree with you but I'm not going to make a verbal opinion saying who I believe and who I don't because just like the stupid lap thing like keep it to yourself if you really don't know just be nice and just agree with both sides and call it a day yeah it's kind of hard to know where the truth lies in the situation because like there's not solid evidence for either side so I guess and like my hat's on the ring so I think it's just more like I'm sorry you're going through this but I hope it sorts itself out type of thing you know 
and like there there are better ways I guess like bringing light to to the media is one way of doing it but if they really feel like that right then internally if everyone quits together what is Ellen gonna do if everyone got up and quit out of the show right that would make a really big stand you know like there, there is more than one way of just like rather than bringing it to media and having all the scrutiny not just on Ellen but like the workers too like if I'm speaking out my life and everything that I represent is also being put up on the line like you have to be aware of what kind of intentions you're bringing to the cause that you're trying to portray it doesn't just you say it and it's gone like it's if once it's out on the internet it's out on the internet it's going to stay there for good no I think that's true um bring it to media is one thing versus like something done internally um but that kind of reminds me of the story of what happened at Bon Appetit basically what happened at Bon Appetit was these people came forward and saying like hey I, they're people of color or black people basically being like hey we aren't getting paid fairly and we do just the same amount of work as other people and our education levels like if not greater or like the same as these people that are getting paid more so basically that whole controversy happened in public and um shola who is the main person that was leading the charge was trying to like basically force the magazine to pay people of color and black people equally but then it was dealt with internally like afterwards we didn't hear much about it and now everything after like a couple months like basically the company did not move and like they don't they don't want to budge like bon appetit did not want to budge in terms of payment they didn't want to budge in terms of benefits or anything they're like you're getting paid fairly like there's no like there's no conflict of interest or anything like that so bria rick shola gabby and molly like some and like i think a couple other people a bunch of these stars are like leaving bon appetit because like they're like if you don't like pay us fairly then we're leaving so i guess it's good to deal with stuff internally because then it's like you can be stronger together versus if one person just goes and makes a public statement i don't think that really has the same power but it's like still it's it's a tricky situation it's hard that's true and i guess we may not know they may have tried to deal with it internally and it didn't get anywhere we may not know for sure and maybe this was their way of saying okay we tried internally we tried escalating this to the proper channels, but now we need to get people on our side to make this a bigger issue. Um, there's a lot of things up in the air, I think. Yeah, I think there's a lot of questions out there still. But for Hot Topics and Pop Culture, that is it. Um, I shall be back with more updates on any of the stories if we, if there are any more updates. We'll definitely let y'all know. But I guess now we'll move on to our Reddit section. Yay. Dallies are crazy. <laughs> oh, man, they really are. I found some really crazy stories. I'm going to read the first one out so we can all talk about it. Okay, so the first one is, My boyfriend lied to me, 23F, about his 29 question mark male age and having kids. And so it says, my boyfriend lied to me about his age and having kids. Sorry in advance for how this message is written. I'm still in shock. So I'm 23 and I've been dating this guy for only two months. We met on a Facebook group page and decided to go out for drinks. During our first date, I asked him the obvious questions like his story, age, career, kids. When I asked his age, he replied with, how old do I look? I responded 28 and he said he was 29. The date went mutually well and we both knew we would see each other again. 
He was ex-military Air Force, but was hurt really bad and therefore is retired. That raised an eyebrow for me. Retired at 29? However, he explained how bad he was hurt. His arm got blown off. He's had over 30 surgeries and was in a wheelchair at one point in time. If you look at him now, he's very, he's a very attractive man and very active and very fit. One night, we're on the phone talking for several hours, over four hours. We talked about everything. Then he randomly told me, I've been hiding something from you and I can't keep hiding it from you. This is when he told me he was not 29. He was 41 and had also been married and had four kids. One passed away at 16. His oldest daughter is three years younger than me. He also said that him and his kids haven't had the best relationship, and at one point, his kids wanted nothing to do with him. He said that since then, since then, him and his kids are working towards a better relationship. He claims the reason that he never told me was because when we first met, he didn't know it would turn out to be anything serious, and once he started developing feelings for me, it was killing him to keep it from me. I will give him credit for keep being upfront about it rather than me digging to find out. But now I'm in a dilemma. I've really developed feelings for him, but I can't trust him anymore. He said he has been fighting for custody for over four years, but lost and has zero custody of his kids, which made me think, what did he do to his family for him to have zero custody? I need help. I'm not good at these things. Do you think his lies were justifiable due to him thinking it wouldn't go anywhere? He kept it from me for a month, but wanted to be serious by week two. I know it's still early in the relationship, so my question is, should I give him the benefit of the doubt or walk away? Um, okay, red flag number one, Facebook group. Red flag number two, he lied to you. And red flag number three, it's not being up front if he's telling you two weeks later. Hello? Literally, I don't think it could get any more simpler than that. Like, he straight up lied to you. And it's not a little lie. It's like a huge lie to hide that, like, you've had children or even if they've passed away, that to, like, bring them up. Like, that is not something you brush under the rug. Yo, and his oldest daughter is three years younger than her. Like, they're best friends. Come on. Hello, <laughs> right? That's wild. No, get, get out. Walk I just away. think it's so weird that she asked the age, and he goes, well, how old do you think I am? It's like, ew, what? Just say the age. Why, why are you right? so weird with that? This is not a game. Be upfront. This is not, like, a may or may not be a situation. Like, tell me how the fuck old you are. Like, also, okay. she posted this nine hours ago. Like, why are we going out during quarantine? Sit at home. I'm just lost in general, honestly, with why this is happening and how she got herself in such a messy situation. Uh, And, like, is he still in a wheelchair? Is he walking? Is he okay? I feel like another thing that's also confusing me is wouldn't there be visible scarring on the arm if the arm got blown off? But he's very attractive and very fit. What? Like, I'm not saying you can't be attractive with an arm blown off, but... You would definitely be able to check if that was true or not. I mean, listen, if you lied about children, you might as well lie about your whole backstory. So at this point, you can't really trust what he's saying. Is he military? Is it, does he is have to be military? military? Right. Does he have to Like, I'm confused. Did he put, like, makeup to fake the scars? Is he just, like, not showing his arm? Like, what? Like, he, they're acting like he had two full arms, but, like, one got blown off. What, what is happening? Yeah, there are way too many big question marks here because, like, listen, if you lie about one thing, it raises everything else into question. Like, there's no, you've lost that one sense of trust, so now everything's in question. And the fact that she thinks it's okay to, like, if she's still considering, like, being with this person and, like, asking publicly for, like, help on deciding if she should stay with him or if this is a bad thing in general, 
listen, you need to go reevaluate your life decisions because I don't know, like the, it's just, it's too clear of an answer to be like, listen, you need to go like have a conversation with this man because he's probably lying to you about a lot of them. I just, he, she gotta go. This is not healthy. Period. And like, what, you wouldn't be a stepmom? Like you wouldn't end up with him and four kids? Right? I can't. Oh my god. And also the one of the the fact that one of the children was dead and that he didn't even like bring that up. Like that's uh this is too much. It's just too much. Next story. Um my girlfriend is mortified and enraged because I thawed the frozen chicken up in the toilet. Uh, Listen, that title alone okay. I'm shook. So we were going to have frozen chicken for dinner, but the chicken was frozen. Now, clearly. I read online that it's a good way to thaw meat quicker. I read online that a good way to thaw meat quicker is to submerge it in water bagged up in a Ziploc or whatever. Sure, sounds good. Only we didn't have a bowl that could fit the chicken. Or did we? I remember that the water on the top section of the toilet is clean. I'm not talking about the toilet bowl itself. The top part of that stores water. I think he's talking about the back. It's clean. So I removed the lid, I double bagged the frozen chicken, and I submerged it into the top part of the toilet. Some water overflowed to the ground, but I cleaned it up, and I put the lid back on. Boom. Done. When my girlfriend came home, I thought she'd be impressed by my solution. I told her that the chicken was thawing, but forgot to tell her where it was thawing. Suddenly, I hear a shouting in the bathroom. That's when I realized my blunder. She must have flushed the toilet, and when the top refilled, it overflowed a bit again because of the chicken in the toilet. Oh, jeez. I opened the door just as she was lifting the lid on the toilet top, and she saw the chicken. I began to apologize for not telling her, but suddenly she became irrationally and stunningly livid. She, I was dismayed and astonished. I, re, I tried to explain, but I could hardly get in a word. Where'd it go? I could hardly get in a word. I went to feel the chicken to see how thawed it was, and she, and said it maybe needed another hour. And she said she would never eat the chicken. Now I was more shocked than ever. Why would she not eat the chicken? It was perfectly fine. The water is clean, and besides, the two layers of bags. Come on. I explained to her that this is perfectly fine, but she would not listen. I cooked the chicken up later, and she would not have any any of it. She ordered takeout to be spiteful. We're currently not speaking, but I would like to work this out with her. Before you post, also please make sure you are thinking of the toilet chicken with irrationally and not pure emotion. If we look into the actual logic, we can see that there is nothing wrong with thawing chicken or other meats in the top part of the toilet. It is literally no different than putting it into any other bowl of clean water. Please, I am begging you to understand that before you comment. I need advice because my girlfriend is mad at me. I, listen. Okay, so looking at this purely from, like, a perspective of this man trying to be innovative. Yes. Sure. I guess it was an innovative idea. But. But. Why did we reach this desperation point when we have so many other options at our disposal, you know? It is very different than the water you would use for cooking and drinking and that kind of thing. They're they're literally sanitized differently. I don't know where he got that insane idea from. That is disgusting. Uh, I'm on her side. I would not, like, I don't eat chicken to begin with, but, like, I would not have touched that. I would not have gone near him for touching that shit. 
like take out for a week, bro. Like clean the kitchen, scrub everything down. Like don't you dare come near me. <laughs> Pure. I mean, yes. But the fact that his mind went from like all the other options at his disposal to the toilet, I cannot understand. Like there was way too many other options for him to try before he reached the toilet idea. And I stand by that it was innovative. Was it necessary? No. Is it disgusting? Absolutely. Also, I would wonder if, like, he completely sealed the bag. Because what if some of the water went in? Oh, no. Like, even then, like, double bagging? Okay, great. But, yo, like, that water is not clean. And, like, how would you know if the water got in? How, How would we ever know? That is true. Like, we might just think it's some chicken juice and just yeah. continue with our day. <laughs> oh, God. That story was just, like, I can't believe it. I'm so shook. Well, also, you know what's disturbing about it? Like, she went to the bathroom. And she just found a chicken <laughs> in the back. We don't know what she did in the bathroom. That's gross. The fact that it was so close to whatever she did, the proximity, that's like, disgusting. Like, how cleanly is this bathroom to begin with? Like no I'm just assuming... how much you scrub down the bathroom <laughs> is as cleanly as you will ever need it to be. Honestly, that is a good point too. Like that poor girl, she just went to the bathroom and she saw a bunch of chicken. That is horrifying. I, I can't, I can't. Like okay. Yeah, we're just gonna move on to that next Reddit story. Okay. My husband, male thirty, killed my cat when I was away and replaced her with an identical cat expecting i wouldn't notice and now i can't trust him i want a divorce and he thinks i'm overreacting that's the title (laughs) title wait oh my god i'm ready i'm ready okay wait this sounds like the office when dwight killed angela's cat maybe maybe this is where they got the story um okay i feel like i'm taking crazy pills i live with my husband in a small suburb house we rent we have one cat a pitch black yellow eyed cat named Smokey. i've had her for seven years my husband and i have been married for four years living together for five years so i had Smokey before the relationship started i went on a three week long business trip when i came home my husband welcomed me and acted completely normal. Smokey didn't welcome me, so I called for her. Husband told me that she must be napping or something. I found Smokey hiding under the armchair in the living room and thought she must be spooked since I was gone for three weeks. I got down on the ground to reach out and pet her. And well, I've had my cat for seven years. I know every single whisker of hers. The pitch black yellow eyed cat was not Smokey. Once Once she got out from under the armchair, I confirmed that, yep, this is not my cat. I asked my husband what's up with Smokey and he just waved his hand and said she's just excited to see me and whatever. I felt like <laughs> I felt like in a fucking Twilight Zone episode. I told my husband before that this is not Smokey. He looked at me as if I had grown another head and asked me what to what do I mean? I repeated that this is not my cat. Where is my cat? He kept assuring me that this is my cat. I honestly started kind of panicking and hysterical. I'm not proud of it, but I ended up screaming at him to cut to cut the bullshit and tell me what the hell happened to my cat since this is not Smokey. He called me an insane bitch and just drove off. Excuse me? I felt so crazy and shaken. I called my sister to come over. I pulled up photos of Smokey on my laptop and told my sister to compare just to look how the cat is behaving. The cat knew the house, obviously, but regarded me as a stranger. My sister confirmed that the cat is very similar to Smokey, but small details of 
but the small details give off her eye hue, facial shape, and all those things were not the same. All those things you just notice when you look at an animal for seven freaking years. My husband came home later, and my sister and I confronted him again. He finally broke down and admitted that just a few days ago into my business into my business trip, he stepped on Smokey in such a way that it killed her. What? He stepped on Smokey in such a way that it killed her, broke her ribs, punctured her lungs. He rushed her to the vet, but the vet could could only end her suffering since she was dying. First of all, how do you step on a cat that hard? Did he stomp? <laughs> I'm, I'm still so shook and angry. Anyways, following some stupid freaking logic, the way people do when they replace a dead hamster or a dead fish to trick their small kid, he spent a week going through cat shelters everywhere to get a similar cat color build H. Yet, he had the nerve to end this by telling me that he doesn't see what the big deal is. He didn't want to tell me about the death because he didn't want to upset me. And he went really out of the, out of his way to get the same looking cat. So I have no reason to be angry. He killed my pet, lied to me, and most of all, what the hell... What the hell is with that approach? I feel like he considers me to be a stupid child. Either he thinks I'm the stupidest person alive or he is one. Either way, is it just absolute breach? Is this just an absolute breach for me to think that... For me to think that the same day I told him that I'm packing my shit and moving to my sister's place or am I... Or I'm getting the divorce papers next day. He freaked out, crying, saying how much he loves me, and then getting angry and yelling at me that I would let a stupid animal ruin what we had. He even tried to use the poor not smoky as as a way to keep me threatening to give her to a kill shelter. Needless to say, needless to say, I did include not smoky in the stuff I packed as much as I absolutely hate my husband right now the poor kitten didn't do anything wrong the following day I was absolutely flooded by messages from both sides of the family apparently the story my husband sent out is that he accidentally killed our cat spent a day and night apologizing to me and crying I yelled at him and insulted him yada yada no word about the cat swap or treating me like a child and calling me insane bitch when I didn't play along how the hell do I continue Divorce is a must. We didn't have any children. The house was a rental. I love my in-laws. Should I tell them my version? Looking back at all this, I'm writing two days after this happened. I'm obviously still insanely upset, but I'm wondering if throwing my marriage away under the bus was over a small thing. Or are the in-laws' messages getting to me? How would you react if this happened to you? I'm very emotional now, and I'm absolutely not over smoking stuff. That? Is a lot. That guy is insane. That guy is insane. There's no way a rational person does that. But how did he kill a cat like that? Like, There's no way. He lied. He definitely killed that cat. I don't know why, but there's no way you can step on a cat that hard unless you did it on purpose. Yeah, unless you were, like, doing it out of rage. Like, you're like, oh, I'm going to get this cat and purposely stomp on it. Like, to die? There's no way. I feel like I've accidentally like stepped on like my dog's tail before but it was never that hard like he like yelped but that was it like i like you would have to put in so much force to kill a cat like that like maybe something fell on the cat or something but i don't think so i think he did something intentionally to that cat that's ridiculous 
I, I would like to have some background on his relationship with the cat. Like, was he yeah. good with it? Was he, like, not a cat person and just was, like, okay with it? Or was he, like, you know? I feel like the cat had a better relationship with the wife because they'd been together longer. So if you're going to walk into her life, you better know that he comes with it. Uh, period. It's like a child. It is literally like a child. Like, uh, is it worth getting dis- divorced over? Possibly. I feel like, do you think that he was jealous of the cat? I could see that. I could definitely see that. Yeah, but even then, like, is it worth getting a divorce over? Uh, for me, yes. Like, if someone had stepped on my dog that hard, I would never want to speak to them again. Like, that is a specific type of evil to harm an animal like that. They're so innocent. Like, they didn't do, they don't do anything wrong. They're harmless. So to put that much force, like, because it's for sure not an accident. Like, he definitely did it on purpose. Like, it's like you're evil at that point. I don't want to be married to evil. Like, I don't think his, like, I think the action is definitely bad. Like, it's terrible. Like, that is a very bad, like, action. But I think the divorce is, like, in question. It's definitely worth it because the lie. Like, the fact that he tried to, like, rather than just call you when it happened, when, like, oh, my God, like, X, Y, and Z happened, I feel like she would have been much more forgiving if it truly was an accident. But the fact that he, like, covered it all up and tried to make it seem all okay when it wasn't, it's, like, ooh, like, that is, like, I don't know. It's a big red flag because, like, it just seems like a perfect way. You're just probably getting married to a cheater because, like, he seems like he can get away with anything at that point. Like, if he thought he could get away with this. Yeah, and then he gaslit her and called her an insane bitch. Like, that's (laughs) really harsh. Right. Considering it was an accident. Right. He's like, you're the one overreacting over the death of your animal. Like, um, no, check yourself. To me, it definitely screams that it was intentional, it was not at all an accident, and that he knew what he was doing. He knew what he did was fucked up. And for that, it's unforgivable. He needs help. I agree. He definitely needs help because... Mm. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) You seem um, on the edge. You're like, it seems bad. I Okay, I think it's wrong for him to step on the cat for sure right and i think is wrong that he gaslit her and made her feel absolutely insane because it's the one thing you never do to a woman call her crazy and then make her believe it because it just leads to very bad things so clearly he fucked up but they've been together for five years now like if i was with someone for five years and they knew everything about me I would think multiple times, like, yes, like, my baby, my cat, I I do accept that, but, like, he just needs to tell the truth, like, why hide it, and did he really step on it, was he just jealous, like, I think they need to have a conversation first, before she does anything, like, going out the way. Yeah, that's true, I definitely think they need to sit down and have a honest conversation, because I just feel like it's not, like, the death of the cat is just too suspicious. Yeah. It's just too much. Oh, well, that was like a deep Reddit story. I'm so shook about the chicken. That was... uh, the chicken is 
so I truly, I can't believe, like, people have the audacity to think that's okay. And be like, oh, what, I'm not, I'm the crazy one? It's like, yes, you are the crazy one. (sighs) Well, what are people thinking? Like, I know we're in 2020 and the world is partially dying and all these things. But like, (laughs) how did we get to this? Like, how did humanity reach this level of insane? Right. Like, I know we're all crazy and going crazy, but listen, this is unacceptable behavior. Joe, when's the last time your dog gave you sass? Oh, uh, every day. Um, Really, just every hour. Um, He's constantly disrespecting me left and right. Um, he will like, I'll, he go. he sleeps on my bed. So he'll immediately go sleep on my pillow or he'll be like in a, in a weird angle where I'll have to move him and then he'll get angry or he won't eat today. He wasn't getting enough attention. So he decided that he wasn't going to eat and he just threw up bile because he wasn't getting attention. So I had to go down while I had a meeting to watch him eat. He's being so dramatic. We love it. We love to see it. We love the diva. And how can you blame him? He, he needs attention. Exactly. I have never encountered something that needs so much attention. Like, I think he literally lives off of attention. I, that's me. I don't, I don't know how to. <laughs> <laughs> me. I, I, I'm on his side. <laughs> I'm done. Well, this was definitely a really interesting podcast. We definitely need to do more Reddit um, reads because those are very interesting. That was fun. That was yeah, fun we need to start curating them just for content because that's a lot. There's a lot of crazy stuff online. You know, we would love to react to all of it. If you have any funny stories you'd like to share... You can DM us. You can use our anonymous submission form, tiny.cc slash hot. You can email us, becarefulitshot.podcast at gmail.com. There's many ways to connect with us, so please do. That's it for today's episode. Um, if you like our show, please be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at BeCarefulIt'sHot.podcast. Be careful to follow us. And thanks for listening. And we'll see you for another episode of Be Careful It's Hot.